All right, let's try this again. So, little little uh, blurb there, uh, blurb or hiccup. Anyway, I wanted to talk about what life is like beyond the prophetic and into the now, and what that looks like in verses, what that looks like and what it does for humanity versus guessing, uh, and where we're at in the timeline of things as I have known it to be or seen it to be, and, and again, just have a part, just like everyone else. So I'll wait a minute here. Um, I'm also simultaneously doing a podcast on this, and we'll see if it comes pops back on. Let's try to get a different angle here as it comes back. So I'll edit that in the podcast, of course. <laughs> and uh, it's always interesting when you have connection issues, right, Don Sutton? You just keep moving forward because if you're present, it doesn't matter. See, you know what being present does for us as opposed to guessing something? And I'll explain what I mean. Oftentimes, what we do is we label and coin things in the Christian world as prophetic or we have discernment or we have insight or, you know, I've got a word for you kind of thing. And interesting, my connection hasn't done this quite this way before, but that's okay. We keep moving on. Uh, it's interesting, isn't it? That let me know if you can hear me and see me okay, because it keeps going in and out. Don, can you give me a thumbs up if you can hear and see and feel and all that stuff? I <laughs> uh, just want to make sure that I'm in the moment, in the current reality of who I am in this present state. Um, it's interesting when we're when we're present in every moment, and we're thank you. And we're in the now. We place ourselves in this moment in time. What's interesting is we get to be 100% authentic to who we are as individuals. And then Jesus uh, has, quote, permission, if you will, to be himself through your skin. And oftentimes what we do in prophetic land or in prophetic circles or prophetic camps is we're still stuck in the 70s, so to speak, uh, trying to work something up and pump something up in order to keep it alive. And then we call it a label, like I'm prophetic or we're in the prophetic movement or we're, we're moving prophetically. I, oh, you're prophetic, aren't you? And what happens is, is that it really causes another separation to occur in the minds of men. And so when we divide ourselves like that because we feel like we're in a moment of a movement, um, what we do is we put a stranglehold on individuality and authenticity, who God designed us to be in our own skin. And I tell you, when you let go of the egoic way of having to get something just right in your intellectualism, or your learned patterns by studying your brains out in the in in the in 15 million degrees behind your name, the TTs, the DDs, and the MDs, and the BSs, and the AAs, and the PhDs, and the doctorates, those kind of thing, things because we've been learned or we've we've uh, studied enough to actually <laughs> know something about a subject, and so we dispense that information. I tell you, there's a much higher way 
that's beyond the prophetic and goes straight into being present in childlike authenticity. And when we're ourselves wearing a flamingo shirt, the bald dude just being himself, then the, quote, prophetic or the unction is so tangible and real that you don't even have to think about guessing something or think about if it's coming through correctly or, oh my gosh, I hope I'm not missing it kind of thing. No, when you're eternally present, then you have the resources of the entire cosmos at your disposal. You've got the width, the breadth, the height, and the depth of Christ himself speaking and moving and emotionally pouring through your life however he wants to. And this is when the real adventurous stuff begins, friends. This is where it goes off the charts because you don't realize what you said in the moment and it wasn't you that said it anyway. It was Christ stepping through your skin, not in a movement, not in a season of time that we're in, but no, the reality of the eternal world that you are in this linear time frame. Does that make sense? I know somebody said the other day that they couldn't stand anybody saying, does that make sense? Does that make sense? So I just make sure that I say it a few more times. Does that make sense? Does that make, because the OCD, you know, it just, it just helps with, you know, they either go nuts or that just goes out the window. Anyway, I just thought I'd say, does that make sense? Another time. Just being me. So if that makes sense, then you just become yourself in the moment. And then all of a sudden there's this effortless ability beyond the guess, beyond the prophetic movement or the, the, the moment in time that you think you, you are in, that you believe yourself to be in. And, and it moves beyond this guessing game. Guys, I've been a part of the, quote, prophetic realms for a long time, movement or circles for a long time. Maybe not as long as some of you, but I've been there for quite a few number of years. And what I can tell you is a lot of the time people are guessing and wishing and hoping that something will come to pass through their intellectualism, but through their through their intellect between their ears, saying, I hope I get this right. I hope I don't get it wrong. And where that comes from is learned behaviors through religious, dogmatic training and development that says we need to do prophetic activation this way. If you don't edify, comfort, and exhort exactly the way I tell you to, then what happens is you're in trouble, not only with the denominational isms and schisms, but you're in trouble with God. That's what they lead you to believe. And so, first of all, when people are trying to be prophetic then they're in fear to begin with. I've been a part of so many of these activations and they'll sit there and say, okay, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Give a word, give a word, give a word because you never know when you're going to have to in five seconds time. Go ahead, go, 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 go. And then people are going, um, 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 I, I don't know. I can't guess that fast enough. I mean, I can't get out of the way fast enough for Jesus to say something. So I have to hum and a hum and a shum and a shum and a for about a half an hour in order for something to flow because I don't know how to do it any other way. I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. You see, and, and, and that's not being authentically true to who you are. See, when, when we're genuine to who we are and we let go of all the other stuff and fluff, fluff and stuff, 
then we begin to rest and relax in our own skin to the point where, uh-oh, yes, this is amazing. I'm actually hearing the still small voice loud and clear. Oh, here we go. Boom. And that's not even called prophetic, guys. What that is is just being one with the dance of your creator and you're being you without any strings attached. And when you're being you and I'm being me, we get to all be one big happy family and then you say something and you didn't even realize it was prophetic. Guys, beyond the prophetic means that you've become yourself in all of the ways that you express your true genuine nature. To anyone around you. It's, it's the relaxed state in the living room with friends. It's the backyard barbecues where you can let your hair down if you have some. You let it down and you just open your mouth and before you know it, you're saying something profound. You didn't know it was, but somebody got rocked by the breath of Ruach through your life. And you don't even have to call it prophetic. You're just, you're just being you. And Jesus has stepped through frail skin and said, did, said something or shifted something in the moment that causes someone's life to be transformed. And it didn't even bear witness. It didn't even confirm because they were in their egoic state when they were in posture mode, when they were in prophetic posture mode to receive that thing. See, some of the most awesome, amazing, quote, prophetic moments in time have been in backyard barbecues or in school plays or sitting around the living room laughing your head off with your friends. Why? Because you're not in performance mode. You're not in a prophetic movement. You're not in a prophetic circle or a prophetic protocol. Okay? And the only reason I'm talking about the prophetic is because some people are still stuck in that dispensation of time thinking that that is where we're at and they're on the cutting edge of things. Can I just tell you, that whatever once was that we thought was prophetic was only a denominational tie saying that this is what it is. Like my friend Clyde Rivers says, it is what it is. <laughs> and that's what it was. Okay? The early apostles and the early disciples didn't wander around saying, I'm prophetic, I'm prophetic. Are you prophetic? Oh, I need to join that prophetic church. I need to join that prophetic circle. I need to be a part of that prophetic group. Can we learn how to have a prophetic culture? Should we go to another prophetic school? Should we have another prophetic school? Should we do that, Apostle Paul, Apostle John? Peter, you're a brave one. Should we have another prophetic school that we charge $1,000 a head for? Should we do that so that people can learn how to hear the voice of God for themselves through us, through our frailty? Or should we just be us, be ourselves, and let the river flow however the river wants to flow? And then people will look at that and say, OMG, I can truly be me. And Jesus will say something through me without me even realizing it sometime. So here's how it works, guys, that, that, that I've experienced this thing. Is the more true I am to self through rest of soul, the more genuine I am by letting it all hang out and say, I'm going to be me and I'm not going to adhere to the fear of man anymore. I'm just going to be me and I'm not going to compare, I'm not going to compete. And this is a process for people, okay? For me, I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired of being somebody else's uh, puppet being somebody else's prophetic puppet. 
if you will. The, the guy that took the appointments and set them all down and prophesied over them for a couple hours each. And I was like, okay, this is weird. This is really strange because now I'm in performance mode and I'm having to do this for somebody else's protocol. And I don't agree with that protocol most of the time because it's not genuine to who Christ is. It's not genuine to who I am. But it's man's doctrinal stance saying we don't want anybody to go outside of the box here because it might blow up our empire. It might it might throw a monkey wrench into our situation here and it may have devastating effects if somebody is actually true to who they are and says it just like it is. And you being true to who you are is, is really wrapped up in the fruit of the Spirit. It's away from ego. Ego is not embedded in the fruit of the Spirit. But you are. I am in our true authentic self because our true self is our spirit man. And our spirit man is made of the substance of the fruit of the Spirit. And because it's made of the character and nature of God, then what happens is we're based and grounded in that, and then what's going to come up and bubble out is safety. Ooh, that, ooh, I felt that one for somebody. See, when you're in the nine, you are a base of safety wherever you go, and whatever you release, whatever you say, whatever you do is not prophetic. It is simply love to your fellow man. And if it happens to transform their existence and rock their boat, then whose fault is that? That is oneness. That is oneness moving and living and having his being and you having your being intertwined in the dance with him. And when it comes flying at you, whether it's an act, a word, a motion, a smile, a look, a burp, whatever, when it comes out, it'll come out fruity. It'll come out with a fruit of the Spirit. And that's our baseline, okay? That is our base. That's our core. And so whenever leaders say, ooh, it's dangerous to unleash somebody, well, that first of all, it says that you've had them in captivity all along because you're letting them out of their cage. Is that what you mean by that? So you let them out of their cage, and then they get to go do something, and you watch them closely like a hawk. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, they better not say something out of their immaturity. Oh, man, they better not make me look bad. Oh, man, they better not do this to this organization. Oh, man, oh, this is embarrassing. Oh, they're getting a little squirrely over there. Well, yeah, because you set up an environment that left people guessing. Set up a prophetic protocol and an environment that causes people to guess. Because they have to perform in the dog and po pony show. And when they're in the dog and pony show, then authenticity is no mo. And when authenticity doesn't show and reveal itself by being in the current moment, just saying whatever the Lord has on his mind, like I'm doing right now, this isn't Johnny Boy, this is just Jesus speaking through me in my own personality. And when he does, then it flows like a river. And when it comes out, it comes out right on time for whoever needs to hear it. It hits them right between the ears or right between the eyes. And it says... Here you go, delivering up some vulnerability and some authenticity to you so that you can do the same. I tell you what, this is what transforms lives. And guess what? There is no, yeah, guess, guess what? There is no religiosity attached. There is no isms. There is no, <laughs> there is no, I'm preaching now. <laughs> There's none of that attached. Just being Johnny boy. And when you're John, when you're Don, when you're, the Meyer, when you are anybody else listening to this and you're being true to you and love as your core as you know it and you've let ego dispense with itself, you've been deconstructed by all the religious trauma, 
when you've let the trauma of religion and your mama, the mama of religion, fall off yourself, then guess what? You are you and I am me and we can have a real conversation surrounding the supernatural because you become supernaturally natural now. The nine fruit of the Spirit make us supernaturally natural. Acts of kindness, random acts of kindness, gentleness, goodness, love, joy, and peace, and self-control, and long-suffering. All of those are supernaturally, naturally needed right now, especially in this moment in time what we're in. And they're always needed no matter what area, no matter what time frame, no matter what movement we thought we just went through. It's always a part of God's nature all the way from the beginning, from Adam all the way till now and all the way into the future. That is his character and its nature. So if I'm kind, for example, to people when I'm one-on-one, matter of fact, I'm not, I'm not this outspoken like this or passionate. Normally when I'm one-on-one, I'm more mellow and calm and kind and gentle it just comes out of me for some reason on video like this or on a podcast. And that's fine. You just got to roll with the moment that you're in and let Jesus have his way. And the only way we can do that is to throw protocols out with the bathwater to say, I need to be genuine to who I am And allow, more importantly, Jesus to say what he wants to say. The only reason why people are afraid is because you have people that are deeply wounded and traumatized that they get up on stage or they stand in front of a group or they get on video or in the podcast or wherever. And they're so traumatized, they're so wounded that they get up there and they start saying things in order to be seen, in order to feel accepted, in order to feel approved of by men. And so they'll pump it up. They'll jack it up. They'll war it up. They will expound that baby until they get someone's attention. You ever notice that when somebody that is in an orphan state, they're in that, that, that immature state that they look around while they're saying something, they look at individuals to say, is that okay? Is that okay? Am I, am I saying it right? Um, do you accept me? Do you approve of me? I really want you to love me. I really need you to need me right now. They're saying that loudest, loudest day. They're saying that loud and clear only without the exact words. But they're certainly prophesying it. They're certainly decreeing it. For an example, you ever been in an intercessory prayer group when people are screaming their brains out and you know someone's there for the show. You know that they're just trying to get attention. You know that they're just going on and on and on because they haven't had a voice in their childhood. And so when they say it, when they decree it, when they shout it, when they pump it up and humming a shumana it up like a chainsaw revving up, then you look at them and you have any shred of discernment about you. You'll look over there and say, oh, Lord, I love them. I love them, Lord. And I know you love them more. I just, I just, you know what? Thank you, Lord, for, for helping us all to grow. However, however it comes out and when you're thinking it, you know, hopefully it's coming out through kindness and gentleness. Here's another example. I remember, and I said this a while back on a, on another video and a long, long time ago in, in a land far away somewhere. I think it was in Hawaii. And I remember being a part of this intercessory prayer group back in the 90s. And I was heading, heading up the show then. And, 
it was a fairly large group and it was in LA at an inner city work. And, and, uh, I remember people were just going to town. They were going after it in prayer. You know, they were seeing how loud they can outdo one another, right? In intercession. And I remember this woman, it was, it was around the time when, remember, remember when, uh, Evander Holyfield got his ear bitten off by, uh, Tyson, Mike Tyson. Remember that? Some of y'all do. And, uh, she, this, this lead intercessor, she's up there just going after it. Right. And she is, she is praying a 360 degree view around Evander Holyfield and just making him look like he is the king of the universe. You know what I'm saying? She was going, Oh Lord. And shouting it at the top of her lungs, Lord, Oh Lord, don't let him become bitter because Mike bit his ear off. Oh Lord, don't let him lose, uh, part of his ear let him let him be able to sew it back on lord and let it look good and uh don't don't let him have to go through plastic surgery lord uh, he's such a sweet man uh, he is such a godly saint uh, oh lord and his money oh lord he's got a lot of money oh lord let, uh, make sure that he stewards it well and 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 help him to spend that that those millions of dollars on 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 worthy causes and oh lord he's such a he's such a beautiful smile and She's just going on and on and on about Evander Holyfield, right? Uh, and you can't hear? Okay. All right, Alice. <laughs> I was hoping I'm just not, you know, saying this and nobody, nobody. Uh, yeah. I mean, Dawn heard me earlier. Right? So anyway, this lead intercessor, this is back in the nineties. I just remember she's just going after it. Right. And it got louder and louder and louder. Now we are in this uh, hundred year old or so. Uh, chapel. And so, you know, these, these cathedral ceilings in there and there's just wooden benches, wooden pews and really no furniture in there. So everything echoes, right? So she's getting louder and louder and it's just echoing off of every section and every piece of wood. And uh, I mean, all bouncing off the pews. And I have this buddy of mine, he's sitting next to me and, and, you know, in intercession, you're just supposed to let people take their turns, right? Because that is the protocol of religion land. So you, you let them take their turns because after all, maybe the person before them didn't have enough faith to get the job done. So you repeat their prayer. You know what I'm saying? So you repeat their prayer because after all, Sister Susie Q over here didn't have enough faith. She didn't get loud enough and she didn't hum in a shamana long enough. So she didn't have enough faith to get her done. So then you repeat the prayer and then somebody else repeats it again and you repeat it again and then again and again, right? But, but oftentimes when somebody hogs the mic, they just keep praying the same thing over and over again, like this precious woman did with Evander Holyfield, getting his ear bit off. So she's going after it, right? And so my friend, he's he's barely saved or, you know, barely has a revelation of who Christ is about six months in and has, has lived a rough life, okay? He's just been into drugs and everything. But the guy's a crack up. He's a comedian. He's in there and he looks at me. He's, he's like, looks at me, looks at her looks at me, looks at her, and he's just getting mad, right? He's just like, and I'm looking at him. I'm going, oh, Lord, don't let me lose it in here. I don't want to start cracking up and make it look real foolish. So almost like, you know, laughing at a funeral kind of thing. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be disrespectful and all this. And, I, and, and as he's looking at me, looking at her, and I just see him getting pumped up, and he's ready to say something. And I'm like, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, don't. I'm like, I, I, I got to go to the bathroom or something. You know, you know what I mean? I, I'm just like, I know he's going to do it. I know he's going to say it. And he, and he, all of a sudden, man, he just can't handle it anymore. And all of a sudden he just bursts out and he goes, Lord, shut that woman up. 
I can't handle it anymore. Shut that woman up, Lord. And I just lose it. I mean, I am laughing my head off. And I'm, you ever get the laugh where you just keep going and nothing, I mean, you can't stop yourself. No one else can stop it. And it is bad, right? I'm laughing, I'm laughing. And it starts to overtake because he's laughing now. The person next to me is laughing or cracking up. And he's laughing so hard uh, that he can't hardly breathe. And so am I. And then my friend over here is laughing so hard. He flatulates on the wooden bench. And it reverberates throughout the cathedral. (laughs) The woman stops and she goes, oh. She's like, how dare you? She's like, how rude in the name of God, in the house of God. How do you... How could you dare you? How dare you do something like that when I'm praying and interceding for Evander Holyfield? And so by this time, the louder she gets, the more we're losing it, right? I know. I know. You know, you're probably, if you're, if you're a religious person, you're sitting there going, oh, John, I'm appalled. But I don't believe I have any of those type of religious people on my, on my thread or, or listening to this right now. I know you're probably cracking up on the other end going, oh, man, I could only imagine, Right. And that's an example, okay? Well, that didn't end well. We had to run out of there, and then, you know, we, we worked it out later. But I was the, the, the chief head cheese uh, intercessory guy. This is back in the 90s again. And when intercession is just really being pumped up, right? And everybody's warring, 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 and nothing's getting done, right? Nothing is happening. Everybody's just warring their brains out and wearing themselves out and popping blood vessels right and left. So... We soon found out that, you know, God took me on this amazing journey and and just showed me some things about, you know, not only intercession and warring in the spirit over time, but he, more importantly, he showed me the power of authenticity of being true to who I am. And he would often put me around and Amy, uh, all of, you know, both of us, and she's like this anyway, she is, she is very peaceful and quiet most of the time because she wants to listen. How about that? Imagine that. She wants to still herself to listen to hear the Lord. Because when we're shouting and we're yelling all the time and we're warring, we think we know what's best. But the issue is, if we just have a form of religion and not an intimate walk and not this oneness dance with the Lord, then what we're going to do is just exude more of the egoic nature, right? Through our prayers and our warring and our intercession. So we, we war about something like, remember, everybody thought that Ted Cruz was going to be president. So they warred about it, right? They're like... Ted Cruz is a man. He's a man. Oh, Lord. Lord, put that man in you because we need righteousness and holiness in the land. He's the man to get her done. And then what happens? He doesn't get in. Well, all those people, all those evangelicals warring time and time again for the man named Ted Cruz. And then something happens and he doesn't get in. And then we're like, oh, well, all of my warring and all of my praying. What happened there? Well, I'll tell you what happened in part is our egoic nature thought it was one way and something else God had been setting up all along. And then now people are angry that there's this man named Trump in the White House. And I'm not, I'm not getting on the Trump kick right now. What I'm saying is whoever, whoever God sets, sets up and takes one, that is his and his alone. This is why being authentic and true to who you are really does matter. It matters a whole lot because if you being you 
is prayed through in oneness with the dance of the Trinity inside of you, the Godhead inside of you, what that does is more than you could ever possibly do in your own strength by pumping it up, sweating it up, and blasting it up by your elevated intercession. Did you know that being authentically true to you, who you were designed to be, being quiet by the still waters, being the, the type of person that just wants to hang out with the Lord, the, the person that wants to hang out and, and, and walk in the green meadows and pastures of the still waters and being led in the grassy nutrients of who he is, will put more to flight and do more by being still looking at that mirror reflection in the still water of who you're one with will do more in five minutes than you could ever do in five months or five years of intercession in your elevated stance of what you think is true prayer, true intercession. In other words, if I'm seated in heavenly places, then normally, normally, I'm just saying, let's look at this in the natural. Normally, if I'm seated in heavenly places next to love, or intertwined with love, more accurately, intertwined with love here on earth, yet elevated across the cosmos, because that's how big my spirit man is, how big your spirit man is, to sit with somebody in the living room of hope, love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, patience, long-suffering, and self-control, to sit, it's saturated in the middle of that, does more for the entire universe, the entire planet. Because I have let go of what I think I know in my own ego to where Jesus can actually intercede something of genuineness through my skin. And that may be, that may be a shout once in a while but it may be absolute quiet stillness. Be still and know that I am God. In quietness, in stillness, I will find the confidence that I know I already am intertwined with. Yes, come boldly unto the throne of grace. You might, might find help. You might find mercy. All that means is boldness equals authenticity. Authenticity equals boldness. See, we think of boldness as, as ramping it up and screaming our brains out at something. And listen, guys, if that's where you're at, by all means, do that. I'm not saying that that's a sin or if that's wrong. If that's, who, if that's where you're at right now and that's what you're being prompted and led to do, then go for it. I've just found that, you know, my nature lends to that. I'm type A personality. I can be driven. I can get it done. And I can lend to that really well. And I did for a number of years and because I, I thought that was the way. And then all of a sudden, the Lord took me by the still waters in the green pastures. And the Lord was my shepherd and I didn't want anything. All I wanted, all I needed was the dance that I'm intertwined with on the inside. And what happened was it caused me to have a revelation. It caused me 
to have caused me to have a revelation of the beauty of authenticity intertwined with the nine fruit of the Spirit. Because then I found my true identity and who I was, not in what I did, but who I was looking in the mirror of the still water. Looking at the reflection of the beauty of who I was designed and made after to be. Uh, in the likeness and the image of love. In the likeness and the image of an authentic true design. Not looking for another movement. Not looking for another season. Not looking, looking for a prophetic circle to be a part of. See, beyond the prophetic simply means that I get to dial it back and uh, from the egoic structure to realize who I really am and to be true to that. To be true to the one I was always created to be without religiosity. And see, that, my friend, if you want to coin something prophetic, that is genuinely, quote, prophetic. But see, when we use labels like that, when we use terms, and I've done it myself, I've been very guilty of saying prophetic this, prophetic that, I'm a prophetic person, I'm prophetic, you're prophetic, I'm not prophetic, I'm not so prophetic today, but I, am, I will be tomorrow, I'll be on Sunday. Oh, you're not prophetic, are you? Because you can't discern the same things I, I can. Oh, well, she's a little bit prophetic, and so we size each other up in these prophetic gatherings, and we go, oh, look, she can prophesy a little bit, he can prophesy a little bit, not like I can. Oh, man, look at that. Oh, well, that was a little bit accurate. Oh, and just see, uh, like a prophet friend of mine said years ago, I sit around these prophetic meetings and I size other prophets up. And I said, you really said that out loud to me? You just said that out loud to me. Ah, okay. Uh, if, if that's what you do, okay. I didn't know this was a competitive competition in prophetic land here. I don't want any part of it. And so then what I did was I let go of the show and I came into who I felt I was. I came into the genuine Johnny. <laughs> the genuine Johnny. And the genuine Johnny said, look, if I prophesy, great. If I don't, fine. If you're going to say something or do something, Lord, I don't want to call it prophetic. I don't want to call it prof prophesying. I just want to be led by love in the dance. If you want to join with somebody, if you want to pull somebody into the, the three-in-one dance, the four-in-one dance, the dance in the fiery furnace of life, you want to pull them in so that they walk out not smelling of smoke, hey, that's great. Let's invite them in, Jesus. Let's do this thing. So that we can genuinely transform a life. I'm not into prophesying just for the sake of prophesying. It has to be words of life and truth so that it penetrates the very core of somebody, who they really are and where they're at, so that it moves slices right through the ego and penetrates the heart and illuminates something that they never knew before. That's why I'm not in agreement with everything has to be in agreement with the individual. Well, John, what are you talking? I used to think that. I don't anymore. Where everything has to bear witness with the individual when you speak it out. How many times have I said something, did something in the name of non-prophetic ministry uh, that hits somebody right at the core of their being and they go, whoa, I never realized that before. Whoa, that came out of nowhere. How did you know that? I didn't even know that about myself. I didn't know that I wanted to play a violin. I didn't know that I had a desire to play the piano. I didn't know that I was, you know, uh, going to move to Zimbabwe next year. I didn't even have a desire to do that. Oh, there goes the bearing witness part right out the window, right? I've had many, many people tell me those kind of things that they're like, oh, well, 
I was I was trained in my prophetic circle that everything had to bear witness. Well, how do you know if it's going to bear witness if you're living out of your ego, burying who you really are and your true identity? Ooh, that was a that was a direct word for somebody right between. Oh man, I felt that one go out and land in somebody's lap. Whoa, Jesus. In fact, you're shouting right now and you are celebrating because you knew that to be true in your spirit. And something just lit up in you when that was spoken. Thank you, Jesus, for saying that. All I'm doing, friends, is just yielding to my true authentic natured self. Somebody else. I just saw you three times pick up and deny. Pick up who you were and deny it out of the fear of someone else. I just saw it. Pick it up and drop it again because you're worried about what everybody else thinks. It's time to abandon that egoic sucker and move on. I'm just saying that in peace and love and joy and all the rest. You thought you were going to make money one way and little did you know that wasn't authentically true to who you are. And you know it. Your spirit man has been suffering the whole time. And you're like, okay, what do I do? i got to have a plan first. What plans? Last I checked, if you make a plan for a year from now, I'm going to do business over here. I'm going to live over there. That sucker is dark and shadowy and evil. Living in the present moment makes it exciting and adventurous. What are you worried about? I mean, what are you seriously worried about anyway? You, you worry about money, about, worried about your reputation, worry about what it's going to look like if you stay on somebody's couch. I mean, really, do you think that's how it's going to? No, that's your ego saying it's going to happen that way all over again because you did it 15 years ago. 15 and a half years. 15 years and six months ago is exactly when I have. Count it back. 15 years and six months ago. Count it back. Somebody's listening. Count it back. That's exactly when it was. Anyway, whenever we coin something prophetic, whenever we say this is a dispensation of time, whenever we say that this is my own little world and my own little circle and we have an edge on revelation, we have the cutting edge on revelation, I run from that stuff. Because I'm like, hey, we, we can give it as we know it to be out of the eternal authenticity of who we are, right? We can give it as we know it. But people are on all levels of understanding and paradigms all over the map, right? They have paradigms coming out the ears at every level all over the geographical earth. And so when I hear somebody come out and say, I've got the corner on this thing, I know where exactly, I know exactly how this whole thing's going to play out. Then what's happening is you're living in a year from now doing business a year from now. Now, you may be able to see a year from now. You may be able to see 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now. But you don't live there. You live in the now because you're in a linear body and linear time. Your spirit man may have already grasped it, but call those things that aren't as though they are. You're pulling them into the now, into this moment to share something for somebody that's living in the now because that's where Jesus lives in you. Now, some of you might not agree with that, and that's okay. That's all right. Some of us have seen way down the line. But it doesn't mean we live in that realm down the line. Because when we do, our ego is so powerful that it might say, I have a corner on this, and then we'll start to brand something 
and label it some other new something something. And then we'll build a tower of Babylon. And then we'll find ourselves being undone again. We'll find ourselves being unraveled once more. We'll find ourselves on the floor being dismantled. And so then, you know, we take our stand and we go, okay, well, this is what it looks like when I go do this. Okay, you may have a glimpse, but what's more exciting, guys, is living in this moment right here, right now, because Jesus is actually, quote, allowed to say and to do and to feel exactly what he wants to say and do and feel because I have no strings attached. I'm not asking for any money. I don't have any offerings waiting for me in the wings. I don't have any invitations because COVID is here anyway, so who gives a rip about those? I would rather sit here and be present with you, opening my mouth and letting Jesus do what he wants to do and say what he wants to say because all of you are precious in his sight. And all of you are authentically true to who you are in your spirit, man. It's just working past egos dismantling and destructuring. See, Because the ego will tell us that we have it all together. And that we have all the foresight, the insight, the hindsight, and the skinny on everything. Like the prophetic circles do. Can I just tell you that it is already, and it's been this way since the beginning of time, beyond the prophetic. And it's not some, ooh, John, you're floating out there in the cosmos, you got some beyond revelation kind of thing. No, beyond the prophetic means being you and your childlike self. Beyond the prophetic means you're being present. Beyond the prophetic means you've moved past egoic structure that always reach for something on the outside 10 years from now or 15 years in the back in the rear panel, the rear view mirror, you know what I'm saying? And it dials it down to being present in the moment and then you become highly, quote, prophetic to everyone and everything and everywhere around you. Some people have asked me, how in the world, John, how in the world were you able to do that? And a prophesied, look at that, a hummingbird just came up and sat on my window. How can you do it that way? How can you say it that way? And I always look at him and say, please, are you kidding me right now? I, I don't, I don't, I don't, what, what I don't do is I don't play the game of ego and trying to guess every prophetic word, trying to follow every prophetic protocol because pastor so-and-so or Susie new to you and me, is standing over there watching every moment. Sorry, this is going in and out. Watching every move I make because if I embarrass Sister Susie Q over there, I'm out the dough. And I am prophesying a no mo. You know what I'm saying? Been there, done that, wore that shoe completely out and was thrown out and got carpet burns through the double doors. You know what I'm saying? And it was exciting when that happened because I knew that I'm not going to be I'm not going to be the guy that's going to follow man's doctrine trying to box me up, put me in a cage and then somebody is going to lose big time because I'm trying to guess this thing. You know what I mean? I'm trying to guess it and hold it back because if I say something out of line out of the box of that denominational stance and the protocols of the hour, then I am in big trouble. So therefore, I hold back what really needs to be said. See, no strings attached here, buddy. You're getting it real and raw from Johnny Boy right now. And 
That's what this world needs, guys. Without religious jargon, without religious junk, just love on somebody and be present doing it. When we're present loving on peeps, what happens is everything begins to open up and transformation flows through human skin. It begins to flow and then you're like, oh man, that came out of left field. Wow, that was surprising. I'm getting hammered. Just giving it. I'm getting intoxicated just by releasing that thing or giving the smile or the gesture because I know that Jesus just stepped through me and touched a life and turned it upside down for the good. See, that's what happens when you have a foundation of the fruit of the Spirit. If you have a foundation of religious protocol, if you have a foundation of crossing all your T's and dotting all your I's to do exactly what Mrs. Apostle or Mr. Apostle has told you to do, and we're not talking about disrespect here, guys. That's not, a, that's not what we're talking And you know that. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about dishonor, none of that. We're talking about this is full-blown honor, being true to who you are. And more importantly, you're being true to your authentic self in your dance, in intertwining with oneness with Jesus, right? That's more important than anything. So when you're flowing in that, in that, uh, in that other realm, so to speak, when you're flowing in the Spirit, when you're flowing truly and genuinely in the Spirit... Then the secrets and the mysteries come flying out in myriads of ways. And then somebody looks at you and says, how in the what? Well, it wasn't me. My spirit is standing 15 feet around me. You've just been swallowed up by love inside that circle, baby. That's what happened. My spirit, intertwined with the dance of his spirit, grabbed a hold of your life and turned you an upside down kingdom. And it caused you to turn one way when you were heading the other way in your egoic stance. Oh, Lord, that was for somebody listening to this tonight. Initials MK for Mary Kay. Somebody needs to hear that one. Yeah, so it's it's really an exciting, it's an exciting thing to realize. You know what's so exciting? I mean, I, I've never been more excited in my entire life in the time and the moment we're in. Yes, it's hard for people. Yes, people have lost jobs. Yes, people have, have lost their lives and all of that. And I'm not downplaying that at all. And, and you would be foolish to do that, right? But what I'm, what my spirit man has been illuminated too, and I know yours has as well, if you can move past the fear factor move past the uncertainty your spirit man is actually jumping for joy saying we are living in the most potent powerful time away from non-religious movements and actions because that paradigm has been stripped and we found ourselves really dialing it back to real and true genuine relationships birthed and moved out of the authenticity of who you really are and who i really am see I long for those connections. I don't want to, I don't want to connect. I, I don't have a desire to connect with people that are wearing a mask and doing the masquerade ego show. I mean, I love people. I love those people, but I've already went through and put myself through hell being that way myself, doing the dog and pony show for years and years and years for somebody else because they were afraid that it had to be just right and spot on to what their little box said it should be. And it wasn't prophetic at all, guys. That's not prophetic. You want to know what prophetic is? Prophetic equals being true and genuine 
to who you know yourself to be embedded in the fruit of the Spirit, intertwined in the perichoresis dance, the Trinity dance inside of you, the Godhead that dwells inside of you and I, and you're expanded into that waltz of all waltzes. And when you're intertwined and lost in that intoxicating dance, then everything that you say and do is, quote, prophetic. And most of the time, you don't even know what you're saying and doing. And that's a good place to be because then ego doesn't get in there and tries to steal the show. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't want to be seen. It doesn't need to be heard. It doesn't need to stand up there and intercede for five hours to shout to the rooftops and be heard in the cathedral of all cathedrals because you're trying to prove something or gain meaning or significance by how loud you get, right? Or by how prophetic you are. If you want to have a prophetic community, stop wanting it. Yeah, I, I just said it. Actually, it was the Lord. The Lord. If you want a prophetic community, stop wanting it. Stop labeling it. Stop coining it. Stop putting it in a box. And just be authentically you. Embedded and grounded in the fruit of the Spirit. How do you do that? Let go of ego. Let yourself be deconstructed. Let yourself be dismantled. Let it fall apart. You've been trying to pump that baby up for years. Let it go and let it fall apart. Guess what? You will become, quote, more prophetic than you could ever have thought or imagined because now you've become one with Christ. Did you know that we are one with him, but we can separate ourselves and our mind through egoic stances? Oh, yes, it's called dualism. Thinking that, okay, Jesus wants me to, to jump through this hoop, and he's standing there going, um, okay, that, that wasn't me, that was your ego saying that. I, I don't need you to do anything for me. I don't want you to perform or do anything. I don't, I don't need you to do anything. I don't tell my wife I need you to do this in order to be in love with you. I need you to go sow $1,000 in order for me to be in right relationship. I don't need you to go prophesy like the wind in order for me to be approved or have meaning or significance in my life in this relationship. I don't do any of that. Those are strings, guys. Those are called strings that are not only attached, but they're uh, screwed down with a, 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 a massive bolt and wire. And you're not going to cut that thing very easily. So, yeah, moving beyond the prophetic it means childlike authenticity. And when you're childlike and you're authentic and true to who you are, then it's off the charts. It's off the charts. Because now you're not trying to prove anything to anybody. You're not trying to be seen. You're not trying to have meaning or purpose or significance in by labeling something that you think you want and need in order to transform the world around you. Listen, there has been more transformation happened during COVID because of acts of kindness than any other prophetic movement that's ever happened. I just, I just know it in my spirit. I see it all the time around me in healthcare. Random acts of kindness. Restaurants offering up for food to buy the 100 employees that we oversee. Buy food all the time and hey, we just were thinking about you and we're giving up our time and our effort and our money and our resources here. We want to bless you. And we're not talking about cheesy Taco Bell meals here, friends. We're talking about $20 to $25 per meal of good stuff. High-end Italian restaurants. High-end, uh, what was the other day? It was a, a healthy uh, vegan place. It was fantastic. Salads and, and, and another place was uh, 
Mediterranean cuisine. And all these people are just random acts of kindness. They're not, they don't, most of them don't even believe in Jesus. They're just dispensing love. And I tell you, in a time like this, it does more to just give somebody a random act of kindness, gentleness, self-control, uh, long-suffering, love, joy, and peace, a smile to somebody. And you can call that prophetic all day you want to, if you want to. But I call it love that transforms. And that is having a prophetic community. Just love people. But do it not out of obligation. Do it not because you're trying to put another notch in your belt and trying to get members in your church or trying to uh, do it for some other purpose to be seen. Do it without... What did he say? Don't let the left hand know what the right is doing. Do these things in secret and your Father will reward you openly. How does he do that? He rewards you with himself and oneness stepping through your skin to transform a life. That's how he rewards you. Just saying. So when that comes flying out of your life then you are being prophetic and everyone else is going to look at you going, oh my goodness, that is not part of our prophetic protocol plan. That's not what I learned in my prophetic school. Hey guys, I'm not making fun of that. I'm just saying all that's good and well. But if you want to be really, quote, prophetic, stop trying to be. Stop trying to have a prophetic community. Stop trying to be prophetic. Stop trying to prophesy. Stop trying to go be seen and known by your love, by witnessing and doing the Great Commission and all of that stuff. Stop it. Just stop it all. That's my suggestion. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm just saying what works is by surrendering the ego to let it be deconstructed so that the real Jesus can step through your skin and transform every square inch of that 15 foot of diameter of your spirit stepping outside of your... You're actually a body inside your spirit. You're not a spirit inside your body. You are a body inside your spirit because your spirit extends way further than your body. scientifically proven up to 15 feet diameter around you. They can measure the frequency of your spirit outside of you. So really, what is it then? You're a body inside your spirit. So your spirit affects people. That's why people say, don't get in my bubble. Don't come near me in my circle. Give me some space, honey. Give me some space. Why are they they saying it? Because you can feel something 15 feet away and people can feel and know you 15 feet away and only... The only way we're going to transform and the only thing that extends 15 feet is the full illumination of the fruit of the Spirit working in and through your life. That's the shadow of Peter. That's the shadow of Peter. The shadow of Peter was his spirit 15 feet outside of himself being cast forth because of the fruit of the Spirit was finally realized and matured in his life. And it transformed a city, a town, a people, a group all the way up through the generations to us and beyond. No religion attached to that. Why? Because Peter didn't walk around coining things prophetic. He didn't say, I am a prophetic person. He didn't say, I'm going to prophesy over you. He didn't say, uh, we're, going to, we're going to try to cultivate a prophetic community here and do a prophetic school and charge $15,000 a week for it. No, he just let his shadow do the work. And the shadow was the oneness of Jesus stepping through him by the fruit, extending it out so that people could taste and see that the Lord was good. Not Peter necessarily, but see that the, the Lord, taste and see that the Lord is good through that spirit man. Anyhow, 
I'm going to drop it right there. Hopefully that helps some of y'all. I love you. I am cheering you on always. But I'm cheering the real you on. And I'm just seeing a picture of some of y'all just dropping what you thought you knew because the light bulb just went on and you are going to walk away from it. Some of you need to walk away from it. Some of you need to completely walk away from what you thought you knew and step into the spirit of who you really are. You want to you have joy in your life? You want to have real peace in your life? You want to have real ecstasy and contentment and everything else that's good in your life? Drop the facade. Live authentically true to who you are. Stop trying to be prophetic. Stop trying to be uh, ministerial. Stop trying to be holy. Stop trying to be righteous. Stop trying to cross all your T's and dot all your... Stop trying to be this and do that. Just be you in the moment. Live you in the moment. Somebody just said, I could hear him. How do I be me? I'm so tied up in this thing. I don't even know who I am anymore. Yes, you do. Your ego is lying to you because it's an illusion. All that's necessary is to lay there and present yourself before the Lord. Sit there, walk there, dance there before the Lord. And say, deconstruct my facade. Deconstruct the mask of ego. You know what the ego means in definition? The masquerading self. So if you're tired of masquerading around as somebody else that you know you're not, doing something that you know is sucking the life out of you, that is a direct word for somebody, and I say that in the the most nice, kind, gentle way, sucking the life out of you. I'll I'll just say it just like that and leave it right there because somebody just heard that in their spirit. If you're doing something that's sucking the life out of you and it's draining you and everyone else around you and you know it, it's time to deconstruct. It's time to let the deconstruction of the ego and the facade fall to the ground and let whatever's going to happen happen so that the real you can step through and more importantly, Jesus in you. He's going to take you. He's going to take you on the ride of your life if you allow him to it's going to happen one way or the other you can either do this the hard way and you'll go around the mountain a hundred more times or you can just drop it all and let it go and surrender moment by moment moment by moment keep remaining in that posture and trust the lord enough to know that he is going to 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 take you to the next place. He's going to align you with the next person. He's going to give you the man of your dreams, the woman of your dreams. He's going to see that you you have the message and the calling that you've always longed for. He's got it all taken care of. But the illusion of ego says that it'll never happen. If I don't do anything, then how is it going to happen? Because after all, if I don't help myself, God won't help me. After all, if I don't pull the trigger on this thing, then who's going to do it? Listen, the more you let go of the egoic nature and be true to who you are living in the now, the more you hear him, the louder you hear his voice, his genuine voice, not the guessing, not the wishing, the, the genuine reality of the oneness you're made of, right? You hear it more clearly than you ever have before. That's the key. That's the secret. You want to know what the secret is to hearing Jesus instead of thinking you know or guessing? 
is to be deconstructed from your egoic self and be present in the moment with who you are true, who you truly know yourself to be without apology. We're not talking about getting loud and obnoxious here. No, that because that wouldn't be embedded in the fruit of the spirit, would it? Being grounded and rooted in the fruit. Then God, the sky is the limit. You, you can you can do nothing is impossible at that point. The shadow will heal people. Love you guys. <laughs> we'll chat soon.